I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to our interview section here at the Prep Phase podcast. Not specifically linked to any episode as we wanted to talk about things in detail with a player near and dear to many people's hearts in Brazil, but also internationally, someone who's been around for ages. Our guest for today is FaZe Clan's own, it's Cameraman. Hello, Cameraman. How are you doing today? Hello, guys. I'm, I'm good. And you? It's it's good to have you on here. I'm sure it's uh, we're just discussing it, but you're saying it's not as warm uh, in Brazil as it, it is here in Europe. So that's a, a fun time for everybody, mm-hmm. uh, I guess, at least in Brazil at this point. Uh, just to make it clear for everyone that might have not been watching those first two couple minutes, I'm joined by Desichu and Captain Fluke. Hi. My Hi. two wonderful colleagues in EUL, my friends. Yeah. How are you doing? Good. On the wrong end of the heat wave, I well, think. Not built. Today's the last day. It's 40 degrees. So it goes down from like 41 degrees today to like 22 degrees tomorrow. That's one hell of a drop. It is. I can't wait. I wonder <laughs> Bring <why>. it on. <laughs> I wonder why those changes are happening. Uh, anyways, um, cameraman, first, before we kind of talk about the current happenings in Brazil and setting up Copa Elite 6, I want to talk to you about your own career because... I've known you since 2017 in competition. You've been around for for ages um, and still competing and still doing very well for yourself and with the team. I just want to really talk to you about the past year of competition for Face Clan because despite, you know, some difficulties in an event here and there, you're still performing very well. So how do you keep it up? Because we have Fabian here in EUL and he's gotten really old, but he's not playing and winning tournaments anymore you are how, how do you do it um i think that fabian is able to uh, compete but i think it's more like a decision that he and his teammates made because maybe that there, there was problems in the team and this side here uh, I'm, I'm I do really good with my teammates. I always did, so maybe that's uh, that turns things uh, easier to to play like that. Mm-hmm. And being a competitive competitive scene for a long time, uh, it's not a one person job. It's more like a, a team effort. So maybe that's the reason that I, I still play and Fabian does not uh, like he, he's an amazing player at I think he he if he came back with good teammates he would do a really good job I mean you you played against him uh, uh, many many times in the past uh, 
in, in the past few years of competition. But you talk about a team and putting it together. You had your stint of a year on MIBR before coming back to Face Clan in its uh, latest form. So why do you think that changed happened going from MIBR back to Phase? Uh, I think there was a blessing, let's say, because I found really good teammates there in MIBR and bring them here to face. And that was amazing because they are really good teammates. It's really easy to, to work with them and that makes things easier, as I said. I mean, obviously, you guys last year, the, the big end to the year, the big one was winning uh, Sweden, right? Finishing in first place was a wonderful achievement overall. Yeah, how long was that in the making for you guys? Because last year overall was a huge year for Latam, right? Like winning basically every event that could go. There were lots of sad NA fans, lots of sad EU fans, you name it, because you guys are doing so well. When you saw all these other teams winning, you know, did you guys know your time was going to come? Like how long were you building up to a big performance like that? No, no, we didn't know that because we had a really big upset earlier because we lost Mexico. Six and like I felt I was happy for them for winning, but when I I said that to KDS and Alemão like back in Sweden because when they won in August the the Mexico major like I was cheering for them, but at the same time I felt really bad because they were like a new team and I I was playing this game for like six seven years and i didn't accomplish what they did and i was like what what's missing and i, I felt bad somehow and uh i i, I was in the airport because uh, i was on vacation with my girlfriend here in brazil and i remember that when i saw that they won they beat empire at, at the grand final i i was like oh my god what's going on this is not going to happen to me. And uh, <laughs> I bought some books. I bought some books in the bookstore there in the airport. There was like uh, some leadership book, books. Mm -hmm. And I, thought, I read I them. I thought you were about to say they were books on dealing with grief or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. No, I, I was like, I was, it was a mix of feelings. I was happy and sad at the same time because I was happy for them in Brazil to be on top of the scene. And I was sad because we didn't want that. We wanted the same thing. So uh, I, I bought the books and started reading them. And I don't know if, if this helped or not, but the the next season that was the the last season of the year, we had we had a really good PR uh, six. We had a really good elite six. We had a really good uh, three months day and when we won i was like yes like this is happening like w w the, during the tournament uh i felt that we were going to mm. the first day we didn't lose even around was like 14-0 like 7-0 against oxygen 7-0 against chiefs i think and it was a really big start for us and since then i was like okay this might be the the, the one this might be the, the tournament <laughs> what about that damn one game though? i was just about to ask <laughs> the exact same question that last one we won <laughs> round 15 map three. Oh my god right 
Yeah, yeah. Like when we beat BDS on quarterfinals, it was like a grand finals feeling because they they were really strong in the tournament. We knew that was gonna be a hard game, and even though we we did two zero against them, uh, it was a hard game. And when we got to play Tamon Kia, uh, we we know that they were. I don't know what happened to them in the LAN, LAN events because they they do really good job there. They did a really good job in Sweden. They did a really good job in Six Invitational as well. And we knew that was going to be a hard game. Hmm. Like I don't know, like the the feeling. It's it's weird to say because we champions but if that a 1v1 went to the other side that would be a whole story mm. so god bless souls yeah, we, his we, aim, keep, huh? <laughs> we, we keep thinking about it and hopefully we have souls in our team and <laughs> that on our side <laughs> he's the man we want to have for for the job at that point and honestly it's not like you said you had a really good three months but it was much longer than that because you go to invitational and People kind of forget because you always focus on some specific games and then the grand final. But you were you were very close. You lost to, to TSM, of course, third place in the tournament. It's incredibly impressive to go the distance in so many tournaments that you had over that past year. So how how, how do you think you, you went so deep? Because you had a big fight in the lower bracket pretty much from the upper quarterfinals when Team Liquid knocked you down. Yeah, uh, we didn't start the way that we planned in the Six Invitational, but things started working out during the tournament. I had a really good mindset in this tournament. And, uh, like when you didn't, when you don't start good as a team in a tournament, and you get better and keep improving during the tournament, I think that makes you not only you but the whole team stronger because mm -hmm. you've seen the the dark side and now you're seeing the bright side and things get clearer and i don't know like it's a it's a good feeling in my opinion like when we were in the playing the stage i didn't i didn't have much to say like uh pre-game i was like just saying like let's just have fun look what we did it was a really tough tournament, and we are here in this beautiful stage. We are in the last game. I don't know if you guys remember, but the hallway with the doors, with the, the teams, the rooms that you have the sign, yeah. the team, and when each team loses, the sign was like dropped. And, and it was yeah, we hanging. took one of those rooms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was like the the same feeling as the Hunger Games. Ah. You guys watch this. Yeah. But it was like we are on an island and teams start dying, let's say. And we were the only survivors there the last day of the tournament. Mm. Teams. So it was a really good feeling. It was a great feeling to be there. And we were just having a lot of fun there. And Fortunately, we didn't beat TSM, but that, that was their tournament. They deserved that. They were in a good shape. So, nothing to say. Well, what do you think happened then? In Because right after Invitational, there was the preparation for the next major event, which is Charlotte. And you you were not there. You ended up six 
in BR6. Black Dragons are just above you. Furia, Team 1, Liquid, and W7M. What do you think happened then in Stage 1 after you know, winning the major in Sweden and then coming back, coming again to Sweden and playing so incredibly well? Uh, I think what happened, uh, it's probably W7M and Team 1 reason. They, they started really good. W7M playing insanely. Uh, I think that if they were not playing in Mexico and the Charlotte event, they would played better mm-hmm. than they did but yeah like it was a it, like when you start winning i think teams get like see you more clear and start to try to mimic what, what you do and tactics and yeah i think i think it's more they they know what and gets harder to do things. So you add that to good teams getting to the scene like W7M and Team One. So maybe that's the the, the, the main point that we, we haven't uh, started. And how do you think you fared with the sort of changing game? Right, like attacker repick, as everyone has said, has really transformed the way the game can be played by many teams. We've seen Azami come in, uh, Sense is a thing as well. How do you guys think you've adapted to that versus other teams in LATAM? Yeah, this is the third point, in my opinion. Like the teams, new teams, and uh, a winning team. Like we, we, we won the major and got the third place in six invitational, all eyes on us. So adding these two factors and the third factor that you said, that's the that we haven't been in Charlotte because we were on vacation like after the six invitation on and they added three more maps, different maps. And we knew that we needed to change our strategy, uh, that veto and stuff. So we didn't have the right strategy back then. And I think now we have a, a better map pool and You're in a better shape, let's say. Across the board, we're seeing other sort of similar old school teams. BDS, you've mentioned a couple of times, SSG, struggling. Do you think there's reasoning behind that? Is something that you think is sort of affecting some of the teams in your region as well? Yeah, I think that the the map part uh, is a bit confusing. For most of the teams that had like good maps, they needed to put these maps on the side and try to get better and improve in other maps. So that takes time and takes effort as well. So I think that's the main reason that that the 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 better teams, let's say, are not in the, in the top standings. Maybe that that's the the main point, in my opinion. That it, it's really tough, like being this in this side of the table and having these nine maps and all the, the varieties of strategies and stuff. It's it's really hard. It's not easy. 
very difficult then to adapt. But I guess that's where phases experience and you guys as experienced players come in. It would only be, at least from looking on the outside, a matter of time before you figure it out and be able to curve that advantage that maybe younger players um, have going into this. You know, Team One, for example, talked to Lagones on one of the episodes and he said, well, I just brought four 18-year-olds from, you know, second division and yeah, we adapted very quickly, but it's about sustainability. And between you and FaZe as a team, you've proven time and time again over the past multiple years that you're able to adapt and still strike at the heart of it all. And this leads me to Copa Elite 6, because this time you are in the top four. You have successfully adapted after this first stage of 2022, and you're in the running. You have a pretty good shot at making it through. What do you think sets you apart from the other seven teams? Because this is the first time where Brazil has four spots in there instead of the six that you had before, right? No, this is the second time. Second time, there you go. In this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... Yeah, like it was a a really tough beginning in the BR6. We lost two of the first matches, but we went we ended up winning and mm-hmm. we know that we're going to face uh, the Argentinian teams and the Mexican teams and they have everything they, they have nothing to lose and we have everything to lose. So we know that they, they're gonna risk things. They're gonna do some aggressive uh, plays. So we are prepared for everything. We practice for that. We 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 have a good map pool, as I said. So we we're, we're gonna try to beat them in vetoes and aggressive play style. Do you think them coming up is similar to the rise of W7M? Uh, can you repeat? So W7M have sort of come up really well in the new meta. Do you think that's a strength that you're seeing from the other sort of leagues, the Mexican league and mm-hmm. the other sort of side of thing, similar to W7M's play? I don't think so. Um, because we have, uh, like, we just came from a 2021 that was all Brazilian storm. Hmm. And it's easier, like the W7M didn't play a tournament for three months and they kept practicing with the the lead teams of the world scene. And that's how you improve like save strats and you test strats against the be- the best teams. And unfortunately, the Argentinian and Mexican teams, they don't have the same... Uh, opportunity as the W7M had so maybe that's the main point in my opinion. do Brazilian teams scrim from your point of view do they do they scrim other Sudamericano teams or Mexican teams is this something that happens regularly uh, not regularly but sometimes yes because we have uh, some pink difference but it's not that big but uh, we practice more with Brazilian teams mm-hmm. but we also practice against but, but I, I mean, like, not only the practice part, but the what what makes the difference, in my opinion, is the play game. Like, when you play during the season mm-hmm. against good teams and you lose to them and you evolve after that loss or 
the live experience. To really save it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I've got a curious one that you mentioned earlier on. It's more of an opinion piece, I guess. Um, you mentioned that W7M, you know, doing well off the back of like aggressive play, right? And maybe we're very, <laughs> we only see a small part of this in Europe, but the teams here that are doing well are the ones that hit hard and hit fast and are really aggressive in their play. Whereas the ones that aren't doing so well are those that can't coordinate aggression in that play style you're talking about, like playing for trades or hot droning each other in through the map, for example. Do you think you're seeing the same in LATAM, where the teams that are succeeding are the ones that are the fastest, the most aggressive, or is there something else there that makes certain teams better than others? Um, maybe. I think it varies a little bit because you have some, you have Liquid, that's a pretty dominant team that they didn't make to the Elite Six, but they have a really slow pace play style. It's a really slow team. They time some rounds and you have like uh team one that they have really i, I don't know if it's, if it's right to say but mini plays like uh quick plays and mm -hmm. they they pick like ink and other characters that makes like no you, you don't have to take parts of the map you just run and with uh, gadgets and kill everybody so i think the brazilian scene right now it's a bit mixed like between slow pace and the full aggressive play style Got so it. it's, uh, it's balanced did anything in the states surprise you because uh, you know w7m are at the top again furier in you're in and nip also snuck in you talked about team liquid also being a dominant team that didn't make it team one that were there before or not again w what are your thoughts as someone who regularly interacts with everyone yeah this stage was crazy like uh, we thought Black Dragons and Team One were pretty good, and in the Super Week, things changed. Like things took a whole different uh, turn. A turn to them, yeah. Yeah, it turned turned thing like really. It mixed everything up. Like the NIP was in the last uh, standing and went to the third place and then we got third place and liquid dropped down to the fifth so uh everything was uh gonna happen this super week and yeah hopefully we we did our our homework and we liquid that game and it was the last game that went 8-6 in your favor the two points that were so so needed to make sure that you stay in the top four because had Liquid won that, they would have gotten the three points and, you know, been themselves in your position. Uh, is this how tight it is? Because there was a conversation, we mentioned it a bit earlier, was, well, NA has been, has or has had a very competitive stage. Uh, do you think that's also been the case for you here in Brazil, despite some repeats in the top four? Of course, of course. It was uh, one of the most... Say, every team could win mm -hmm. in the difficult the to call. six. Only I INTZ they they're not so good, but the rest of the teams played really good. And yeah, like uh, NIP had some changes as well. I, I wasn't expect them to be on the six. They added Wizard, mm -hmm. they took out Julio, and he did really good as well. Wizard so. That shows up that the the 
younger people are are doing really good. Team one, you have W7M, you have NIP with Wizard. So yeah. Mm. I got a question for you about the future, and you are very much amongst friends here in the Boomer Crew. I think Milos is the youngest out of all of us here at this point. Yeah, but I've been but, around, and then I've yeah, you've been you've been around. I mean, it's cameraman as well too. Um, it's We're not at all age, right? not at all trying to point towards saying, oh, you must be retiring soon, obviously. But what does the future hold for you? What do you want to achieve before you hang up your mouse and keyboard and say, that's it, I'm done? Um, I think that. Mostly I want to have fun. Like when I, I, I realize that I'm not having fun anymore, I think that's the time. But that's not the time right now. And I really love to be playing here every day and practicing and get better and being with my teammates. Um, but we we really want the six invitational, that hammer. And NIP had a, a similar run. They lost the grand final against SSG, and the next year they hmm. hopefully the story repeats itself. You say it's your turn in uh, February, then, yeah? <laughs> yeah, nice, yeah. Nice. Okay. <laughs> That'll be the opportunity for it. Gathering those SI points in uh, in Berlin. I mean, you haven't been in Europe since well, Invitational now, but. Mm. Since February. Yeah, since February, but it'll be the first time, if you do qualify, of course, we're we're hoping for it for the team or anything, but it'll yeah. be the first time that you've played in Germany and that we've had an event in Germany since, and I know you remember this, since you played on Font and you played against yeah. Penta in, this is the olden days, at Gamescom in 2017. It's been a while since then, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it has for sure. It was a really good event. I remember everything about it. It was a really good time. And hopefully we, can, uh, we lost to Penta that uh -huh. time. And it was a really good match. We lost Porter. Hopefully we can back victors. I mean, I, I remember the, the Oregon in that, but that's... Uh... That's Tango. Yeah, Tango Oregon. <laughs> I I casted that. I'm very. It's one of my casting career highlights. So yeah, it was it was a lot of fun to to get to talk through it. But do you have a wish list of like do, when you go to different countries? Because obviously in in our line of work, you get to travel every few months and go somewhere if you're if you're lucky. And you know, last time you went to Sweden. This time you might end up going to to Germany. Do do you have like a bucket list of when you go to a different country or different city? Like, oh, I really want to see these things. You know, no matter what happens, I might take a couple of days to just enjoy it. You mean like in a tourist? Yeah, some way, touristy or? stuff. Because you're there to win. But if you win yeah, it all, like, or if you're out, you want to do something, right? Yeah, yeah. Like if you're talking professionally. That, like back in Sweden when we won the the reason that we were traveling was to be on stage and get to Six Invitational and Six Invitational was like just heading out the to the stage and this this tournament I, I we just want to be in the Six Invitational we don't expect to to win or just ex like. I just want to go off groups and have a, a good tournament. And in a tourist way, I have a girlfriend that she loves to travel mm -hmm. as well. And we have some preparations going on. And 
maybe if we go to Berlin, uh, we are going to do the Italy coast. Uh, say in English, Costa Malfitana. Okay. It's the, the Italy. Italian coast, coast, yeah. We have some very wonderful travels Italy. expectations. <laughs> it's very romantic. You'll love that, yeah. Very much so. After seeing NA now take two majors in a row and the year that Latin America had, <laughs> what's their energy like? Because I know you're a very competitive reader. Sorry, can you repeat the question? So NA Sorry. have now taken two majors in a row. Latin America took all of them last year. What's the energy like in Latin America now looking at NA currently? Currently in first place and a little bit braggy about it. Is everyone just like, we've got to get back on top. We've got to win everything now. That's it again. Or you know, how are you uh, feeling about yeah. it? I can feel the hype between them. Uh, they are in a really good shape. You have Exet that has some Brazilian players. Mm -hmm. They are doing really good. Um, but I think that when we get to Europe, uh, that's our second home. <laughs> Things get get really good there. So hopefully, have a Brazilian. Europe is the home of second home of Brazil at this point, isn't it? Huh? Is this how you would describe yeah, it? Yeah, we got some tournament. We want some tournament. <laughs> it's the first home of Europe, but it doesn't mean we'll do any well. No, yeah, it's that's... our home. We still won't do well there. No. Actually, so, so from your point of view, do you get any time? Because I know you're you're very busy between your competitive weeks and practice and everything. Do you get any time to watch UL or see something about it? Um, Hamalu, that's the mm -hmm. coach. Uh, he he sees some, some he, he watches some some matches uh so we, do you do some debriefs together we know we know what's going on but personally i i don't watch anymore like if there's a really good match mm -hmm. like or like the, the last game between us and liquid was like uh who won gets the spot so that's a really intense match to watch mm -hmm. so what do you think EU has kind of sucked the past uh, the past <laughs> few months? Of why are we bad? <laughs> why, why do you think, from your point of view? <laughs> um, I don't know. Like since G two, it's not the same, right? Yeah, I don't know. Had, I don't know was it happened. always then just G two and Empire? That was it. That was Europe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like you have you have a really big variety of teams there you can scream it, i personally really enjoyed having this experience when we traveled to yeah. Europe. but i don't know i don't know what what's the main reason why maybe they they're going to have now is that every time ever you you guys uh, make it to to Europe, we take a look at the FPL standings, and <laughs> the top players are like from Damwon Kia, from from Face Clan, from Team Liquid, who are competing <laughs> in there. It's it's kind of wild whenever there's an event here in Europe how the scoreboards shift around. So so I love it. Much. So fun. Honestly, so just sitting around. How do you how do you feel that kind of that experience builds you as a person who comes in as a guest and a competitor here in Europe. I don't know how how come these guys have this energy to play like to practice the entire day and go 
back to the room and play another like five hours of FPL. <laughs> These guys are insane. <laughs> but yeah, like uh, even the the Demon Kia guys, they they have insane mechanics. Uh, when we played against Yas, I I didn't see anyone do what they he did in Chalet in Major Sweden. Like that that game was really. I was concerned about it because we didn't even make into the map. Like, it was picking every everyone mm. outside the map, and I was like, I've never seen this before. For my money, it's just one of and, the best uh, players in the world. It's just so good. It's terrifying. Yeah, I I, I didn't know what, what he was scared of getting, breaking barricades. It was insane <laughs> to, to play like that. Welcome to Late Fat North. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, but the Brazilian teams, I think. The whole FPS uh, scene, like not only Rainbow Six, I think still is good. Like we have uh, SK back then, mm-hmm. LG. It's like uh, G- what G two made to Rainbow Six. I think they made to strike together with Australia. So I don't know. Brazilians are. Are good FP- FPS players. <laughs> They're really good in my keyboard. Not gonna lie, honestly. There's there's a few yeah. there's a few good uh, Brazilian RTS players also for the strategy people that are watching out oh, there. South Korea still holds that mantle. But yeah, that's right. true. But honestly, so, who knows? Maybe South Korea will start holding that mantle here in Rainbow Six and shooters in general. And since you mentioned Yas and kind of the subregion itself. How do you go up against uh, teams that you might have seen playing for the first time in that event or only a few months ago and seeing how well some of their individual players are doing? How does that... Because it seems like, yes, put the fear in God in you when you're going through that matchup. You're afraid to break open barricades. If I remember correctly, Brazil did that to Europe and to NA when you guys came into competition, when you specifically with Font and V3 Masters, etc., etc., in those days came in. So how do you feel that shift happening impacting you? Um... Like when we get to the competition, uh, we we have our studies of each teams, and when we watch the Apex scene, mostly it's hard because it's so different. It's a different level. Like if you watch Demon Kia in the like fifth place of Apex, it's not it's not even close, you know. So when you like when we get to know Elevate. And we get to play against them uh, was uh, a different uh, I, like I, I I don't I didn't know what to expect because we knew that they came to a winter, uh, region, mm-hmm. but we knew that they they were doing good in the tournament and they were unexpectable. Like we didn't know what to expect to them, and we just had only giddy the kill record yeah. just the game before and I was like man this guy's insane yeah <laughs> he's playing Dokebi killing everybody like three four in the round so we, like when you get to play these teams I think you just need to get calm and focus doing your game and trying to adapt as quick as you can because if you take too long things get gets harder do you think 
if a team like Elevate or a team like Dan Wankia, where you say they come from a sort of league where they're not as challenged as much, if they were in Latin America, if they're a team amongst a lot of world-class teams, do you think that would shape them in a different way or make them even better? Uh, I think that would make them even better because I think they have the right mindset but they don't have really good screams in their region. So that would add a lot to to team. Is that probably why when you see them coming to Europe, you, they are the ones that are grinding FPL or ranked or whatever against all the pro or semi-pro teams here in Europe? Yeah, like it's somehow, but it's weird because we played against the monkey. I don't know if it's against us, but... When we screamed against against them, <laughs> like they are they are not a really good team to scream because, like, it seems like they are just watching what you do and they they don't want to show anything mm. and they just start like it's Yas playstyle. He's just running around the map, mm. killing everybody, and when you get to play them, it's a different game. So. I think that they don't practice things that is going to happen in the game. Like, so they just practice like shooting everybody and running around. I don't know. I don't know if that's that's some reason to <laughs> why they are good when they get to Europe. But yeah, like it's different to scream and play against them. It's a whole Korean scrim culture that is for you teams around the world in so many games I can think of for the longest time are just like yeah these guys are bad in scrims they aren't even doing it properly and then it comes to officials and Korean teams just absolutely destroy them because their way of practice it seems is so focused on small parts of it that it doesn't feel like a proper game because they're trying to get small things right and they don't care if it goes wrong it's so different to the rest of the world it's terrifying at the same time because like you say you just can't predict what they're going to be like in a real game yeah, and you cannot show them because, like, if you realize that they are doing this, and you kept showing your strategies, it's a uh, yep. it's a mistake, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Get to play their their game. <laughs> I mean, what what happens now with Copa Elite Six? Because we're we're thinking, is this gonna be the stage where teams from the rest of it, from Mexico, from Sudamericano, finally? you know, make it? Do you think this will be the time for it? Or is it just going to take more time? Hopefully it will take more time. Hopefully for you guys. <laughs> Hopefully for Brazilians. I, 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 don't, I don't want that to change, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> but I, I think they're improving a lot. We get to play. He's a really good player. He's, he's been to the scene and he played against Brazilian people. He is in the Brazilian com- community as well. Pichito is a really good and nice guy. Mm-hmm. And he deserves everything. And hopefully it's not the, the time. Hopefully we can beat them. And next time. Anybody you're afraid of from NA? Because you talked in general about how NA is now, but... We've got the top four. They're locked in. They're the first region to finish up. It's Astralis, Sonics, OXG, and Exet. You mentioned Exet, but... They're a Brazilian team. <laughs> yeah. that, that's true. They are... Exet might as well... That's the Brazilian takeover. Yeah. 
I, at this point. Yeah, I. Yeah. Maybe Exed and Oxygen. I think these guys are what scares me. Not Astralis. They did so uh, well in Charlotte. Yeah, but they have some. They have a really aggressive play style. I, I, like, I'm not saying that it's gonna be easy to play against mm-hmm. them, but um, they, it's a like they, they don't change the play style. It's aggressive all time. So if we know how to play against that, it's, we can win the the, the game. But oxygen, it oxygen exit. I think it's more like you cannot expect what what they're gonna do between rounds. So. And Exet, they have the a team in Brazil that screams, and like they they show uh, the scream to Exet. It's like you have Budegas that mm-hmm. is Exet coach, and you have Budegas school in Brazil that it's a, a team there, and he changed the screams like the Budegas play. Play, pays to him to have uh, hidden screams so he can know what we are doing here, even playing in the North American scene. So um, it's it's like we're okay with that because we're not practice, practicing against them and competing against Exet. But when we get to play them, they have all our screams mm-hmm. uh, recorded. So that kind of scares me a bit. And yeah. The two teams and what about the Sonics then? Because they made it back now. Yeah, like Sonics, they, they're in a good shape, but as I experienced in Six Invitational, it wasn't a tough game at all. So they keep the 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 same play style. I think we don't have problems with that. Fair enough, fair enough. And that all, of course, depends on Copa Elite 6, which is happening this weekend. But for those that are watching, this is probably out maybe a day before Copa Elite 6 uh, begins. So make sure you're tuning in on the weekend to watch Cameraman, the FaZe Clan, and the rest of the teams battle it out. Because there's eight squads, four from Brazil, two from Mexico, and two from the rest of South America, mostly Argentinian teams. And there's only four spots to make it to the major in Berlin, which, crazy enough, will be halfway through the major exactly a month from now. Scary, isn't it? It's getting pretty scary. It'll be the first time with an audience, a pretty substantial one here in Europe, as Europe finally starts to build up that audience again in the EU. It's been a while since we've had it, since Italy. Mm. It was a fun time, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, the entire team is coming in, I guess, getting ready for their... (laughs) Uh, for well, your scrim scrims. day again, <laughs> prep for scrims. Mm-hmm. Getting ready for Copa Elite Six, cameraman. Closing on all of this, how are you feeling about the entire region, about Face Clan as a team, and the future for yourself? I think the region uh, here in Brazil. Um, I think that we are gonna ha- get the four spots again, hopefully, and talking about. Our team, I think we are <clears throat> we are getting better uh, every game, every practice. So hopefully we keep doing this job and go to shape and repeat what we did. Fingers okay. crossed. Fingers crossed. Hope the uh, 
the leadership books come through. <laughs> <laughs> Pick up some more of those books in the airport <laughs> next time. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now I'm going to have to pass that to Astro. Astro took oh, okay. the yeah. part <laughs> and Yeah. There you go. That, that's Astro's job. Maybe now. get him a few books in <laughs> you, Germany if you yeah. make it in German. Just you don't can, bother him in German. Enjoy the coast. He can enjoy the book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, well. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy some Harry Potter books oh, now and relax. <laughs> <laughs> well, cameraman, thank you very much for joining us uh, today. I know you guys are very thank busy you. with scrims preparing for Copa Elite Six this weekend. Make sure everybody's watching it. Uh, until then, um, anything you want to say to the Face Clan fans before we wrap it up? I want to thank everybody uh, inside and outside Brazil uh, cheering for us and supporting us uh, since the beginning. Uh, we knew that we have some struggles sometimes, but we want to make sure that we are doing our best here and hopefully we can bring some joy again for you guys. Thank you very much, cameraman, and thank you, Desert Chu and uh, Captain Fluke, right. Miss Emmy, for joining us today on this interview on our podcast. That's again our interview segment of the Prep Phase podcast, brought to you by Predator Gaming. Order for a sponsor here to make it makes it all happen, not just for the podcast, but also for the esports in general. Cameraman, good luck later on this week, and we'll see you next time. Hopefully, who knows, maybe in Berlin. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.